Let's go. Right? We, we're not having that. We want to build a community, for, you know, forever. You know? Kids when we went. Period. back classes in session welcome everybody to another episode of am university i'm your host antoine miller you said we on 25 wayne gotta be 25 ben simmons ah that's what you come with <laughs> not ben simmons you could have named any don't nobody I mean, else got to wear number 25 right you got a triple double nobody else wears 25 <sighs> football my basketball. will my will Williams. Yeah, I'll take more Williams over that. I'll take more Williams over that. How you doing this week, Wayne? I'm good. How your week been? Everything good. I got my mentor here. This yeah. Is a special episode. Yeah. Right yeah. 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 So, um, as y'all know, a lot of episodes we refer to uh, Wayne teaching me what a mentor was because I had no clue, you know, and he always referred to this man. All right. Um, so, without, we'll keep going. Um, let me make sure I say your name right. Nanambi, right? Because I, I always knew you as Nam. Yeah. <laughs> I never even called you by your whole name, Nanambi yeah. Nelson. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? You know, I appreciate y'all having me out today. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been able to catch several episodes, and um, I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's something that's definitely needed. You know, I've seen you touched on uh, the mentoring, um, you know, just coaching, um, how sports um, affects a person's life. Uh, life. Um, you had Tracy on um, uh, the health awareness, uh, mental health, and I, I think these things are, are are real important. I know you started off by saying um, Wayne's mentor. Um, you know, getting back to the mentoring piece, and and I think you stressed this is is very important. So to be able to show how much mentors have affected people's lives, either positively or negatively, I think is important. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, let's let's start with um because c correct me if I'm wrong with y'all too, but I, I I think I'm right. So like um I, I think all of us three we we kind of we we grew up in violence, but we wasn't in it. Like and correct me if I'm wrong. Like we saw a lot, but we wasn't di directly in it, right? And um. I, I want to start there because I feel like, you know, a lot of kids today, you know, they have a choice, right? Like, regardless of what, what, what's transpiring, we always still do have a choice. Now, now it might be a real slim choice, like, but you do have a choice, right? So I, I just want to hear from y'all perspectives, what made y'all go the path that y'all went? Um, and let's just go from there. You, you want you to start now. Sure, sure. So... Often you hear people, um, especially people that, you know, have went through some things, whether they went to jail, um, experienced some tragic situations that kind of changed their lives around, you know, speak about their life experience. And, you know, I, I believe it's challenging, but I, I really feel like the real challenge is the person that don't get into trouble. And not getting in trouble also doesn't mean that they didn't do anything wrong. So, you know, we want to make it clear you know, we might not have got caught up. It doesn't mean that we didn't make any, you know, mistakes. Right. But looking at other people's lives is, is what caused me to um, go the path that I went personally. So when I was young, you know, I looked at somebody that was close to me 
that was making about two, three hundred thousand a week and was driving different vehicles. And I wanted the different vehicles. But then I also seen that that same person spent half their life in jail. I didn't want to go to jail in order to drive different vehicles. So now I had to figure out how to get the money to do the things that I wanted without getting in trouble. Again, that doesn't mean that I didn't do anything wrong and I didn't make any mistakes, but I'm looking at other people's situations. And a lot of times we look at using as being negative. The world is about using. It's only negative when you're not willing to be used. So I look at other people's situations to say, okay, this is something that I like or this is something that I don't like. Okay, I see these things are going on over here. Okay, I'm going to make this decision. I never smoked. I never used no drugs, but I'm around a bunch of people that did. I'm not a person that drank because alcohol wasn't my thing. But one of the biggest reasons that I chose not to do any of those things is because I already thought, you know, I was a little off sober, you know. So therefore, I said I never want anything, you know, to hinder um, my thought process because I already knew how my thought process was just period. So, you know, taking the right road don't mean that you did everything the correct way. And then taking what so-called is the right uh, right uh, role by corporate America isn't always what is what is made out to be. Because we say, you know, uh, go to school, go to college, get a job, and you do all these things that you've been told to do, have a family, get married, and you realize how challenging it is. You realize the struggles that you really face. And then all the debt that you got from doing some of these things that you was told to do. Let me let me let me backtrack real quick. You you so you you had the consciousness to think about everything that you just told me. Yeah, um, you know that's amazing. The, but the, go ahead. The beauty, honestly, man, I had great parents. You know, everybody don't have their parents, and you know you gotta give credit to where credit is due. I had a great pop that was an entrepreneur, and a great mom that was a school teacher. So you know, I'm a leader. You know, people feel like they're a leader just because of you know telling people to come follow. I'm a leader, so a leader is a great follower, but a leader makes decisions and chooses what he or she wants. You know what I mean? You don't allow anybody else to dictate that for you. You know, you're not following a crowd just because the crowd is moving to the left. Now, if you follow the crowd, that's because you chose to go that way. So that was one thing that, you know, connect me and Mr. Wayne Smalls. And at the time that I was doing what I was doing, and, you know, I rewind a little bit, um, so... You know, I have a, a nonprofit called Rising Leaders Global. Um, I'm also part of the Camden City um, School Advisory Board. And I spent my life, you know, working with young adults. That wasn't what I thought that, you know, I was going to do. I thought I was going to law school. I thought I was going to be in some type of law enforcement. And when I realized a job that I started when I was 15 as a counselor was going to be my career path, Really didn't happen until it was in my 30s. And it's like, yo, you know what, you good? Yo, you know what, you really make a difference? And then when I'm able to look back at all the people that I interacted with that I thought I was so much older than. Because I'm, I'm working with people like Gene Robinson and Francis and these different people. They, they 38 and 39. I'm 40. So at the time, I thought that I was a lot older. But I wasn't. You know, I'm coaching basketball, volunteering at 16. And I want to play. Day 14, I'm wondering like, ah, you, I'm going to get on the court, but I'm, but I'm coaching. I, I, I didn't even have license at the time to be able to drive. But like I said, not to get off track, you know, this is how I connected with Wayne because Wayne was the person where, you know, it was like, hey, he a problem. 
your problem in this group. And I don't need to repeat anything because I heard him speak about, you know, the sunbeams, the eagles, the care bears. He was in the sunbeams. And I'm like, yo, the problems, yo, the, the, the challenging people, like, that's who I like. So, yo, bring Smalls over here. But what I seen in Smalls was at the age of nine, his leadership capabilities. He in the sports, he doing his own thing, even if everything wasn't good. I got him. And it was almost like an automatic connect. You know, he had a mom that was a wonderful person. And, you know, that was his backbone. And, um, you know, his mom, is after you got clearance with his mom, he was good. So that was the challenge, you know, first just to get the clearance. Because she wasn't letting her son go nah. with just anybody, as you shouldn't. Because the day, the world is crazy, you know. Right. But being able to spend some time with him, bringing him over to the, the Eagles and just being around him, his behaviors changed. He was a totally different person. But he was around people that he was more mature than. So that reminded me of myself. I'm often around people that might be the same age, but I'm on a different level. And I felt like that's what happened with, you know, Mr. Smalls. And that was the beginning of our relationship. And from there, it took off, which we could talk about a little later. But, you know, we can we can let, let Wayne speak. Well, I ain't going to the streets at a young age. My mom ruled the house with an iron fist. You feel me? She might not put her hands on me. fear. It was, that, it, was, it was fear and respect. It was more respect than fear because, you know. But it was that, it was um, a good grandma, 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 it was a church going grandma, she used to always tell me about, it. she used to give me the real, the real, real. you know, you, it's funny how church people, they, they like people shy away from church people, but they actually kind of give you the real, because they, they've been in it too, before they did the church thing. Right. So my grandma used to give me the real from the streets, and then the real of what you can do if you don't do it. And then along came, nah. And then that helped me drastically. That was kind of like a big brother, big brother slash uncle or whatever that I never had. You feel me? Right, right. I was the only child. And then, you know what I mean? Uh, my mom kind of kind of pretty much gave me, gave me, gave him the responsibility of of me pretty much. Right. And right. I was good. Like, So if I ever did anything, I knew what I was doing. I, I knew better. I just wanted to do it anyway. So that consciousness, and this, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. It came from your support system, like yeah. you know, it, it came from your support system. But you know, so I don't even I need to tell my side because that's that's what it is. But we see a lot of these kids right now that don't have it, right? Like, and and I um, like, like you hear a lot of people use terms for our kids. They they really want to say other things, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> but they they'll use terms like uh. I'm a, I'm a basketball coach, so like uncoachable or, you know, uh, overly aggressive or, you know, can't doesn't be tall. Attention. Yeah, it doesn't pay attention. Like, you know, and it, and it, 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 it gets, it, it gets me to thinking because like to, to me, and you can answer this for me now because you deal with a lot of, um, you go into schools a lot, like a lot of these in my experiences, a lot of these teachers and a lot of these so-called leadership position people, um, they don't need to be there. Like, it's like, it's like it's always the wrong person that's leading these kids in the most important positions, like being a teacher and things like that, and just, just giving up on our kids. Um, so, from your perspective, because you you just said it, like you like the hard-nosed kids, you know what? What's to that? Like, why why doesn't that bother you, but it'll bother these people that's in these so-called positions? What don't they get, basically? 
So, so a few things. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you um, in reference to people not needing to be in certain positions. But I think often um, because a person gets some type of leadership role, whether it's a principal, whether it's a supervisor, whether it's a manager, we automatically think because of the title, um, you know, they qualify for the position. And often when you get leadership roles, people don't teach you how to be leaders. Um, they don't teach you how to be managers, supervisors. So I think in a lot of cases, people haven't been taught. That's one. Two, if you can't relate, is a problem. Three, if you don't have any heart, is another issue. Because when we're talking about our kids, when we're talking about people from the urban areas, automatically is this negative stigma, period. So people automatically are afraid of what we believe is coming from Camden and Trenton and Newark and, and, and areas that are similar. So for me, I, we, we like the challenging, and, uh, the challenging kids. So I don't want to keep saying for me because I can never do anything without including rising leaders. That's our nonprofit. And I got a great group of people that work with me. But when we get calls, it's for that group. It's for those kids that people consider the bad kids, the uncontrollable kids. So... Without knowing the terminology, and now they use the wording uh, trauma. Mm -hmm. So really, if you look at it, you're not really dealing with bad kids. You're really dealing with people that's traumatized. What we fail to realize, people that grow up in what we so-called the norm, one, this is not our norm. But as adults, we traumatize. And we traumatize, right, because we think this is normal. If you hear sirens... And you don't move and you're not looking around is a problem. If you hear somebody just got killed and only thing you worried about is it somebody that's close to me or who was it is a problem. If two hours later from the murder scene, it don't even look like it was a murder scene, it's regular, it's a problem. We have all these things that because we grew up this way has become our norm. I believe all of us have had the opportunity to go other places so then we understand and we know that this is not the same everywhere. When I went to college and I went in a grocery store and they said the last murder was five years prior to when I was there. I'm like, man, the last murder was the other day where I grew up at. When you go in the stores and automatically your back is against the wall because you know it's been a time where somebody tried to rob the store or you've been robbed. And these are the experiences that I was able to experience that was life threatening. Because people would never know because I'm not going to run around and say, yo, this is what I've been through. A lot of times, you know, people think, hey, these is real tough people here. Nah, when you tough and you a strong, stern person, look at me real quick. Most people that you look in the eye, you can take everything from inside of them by looking at them in the eye. Even from candy. Just because you pull the trigger don't make you tough. I done ran into a lot of people that thought they was tough and I don't claim to be tough. But you see a different side of a person when you face them. Mm. So I would say my experience, having heart, understanding, liking a challenge, and realizing we're not, we not dealing with bad kids. We're not dealing with bad see people. Y'all see why? Y'all see? So, you know, that, that would be my response. And it takes a special type of person because it's not just a big person. Uh, a black, a dark person, like size don't have nothing to do with it. It's almost like dogs. Dogs recognize fear. Kids recognize fear. And when you show that, it's over. You know, I work for a residential right now and I've been there for 17 years. 
and the residential is what showed me the difference between a man and a male. Why? Because I seen what I thought was men hiding and running from kids. So I'm like, man, yo, this, what's this? Oh, explain. So explain. Explain. So in the residential, um, and I won't name the name, yeah, nah. uh, it was a hands-on facility. So it's hands-on as last resort. So anytime you um, are causing danger to self or others, that's cause, that's cause for restraint. I've seen males, because they're not men, I've seen males get knocked out, you know, stand up. They don't went to the bathroom when they self. I done seen little riots break out and people hiding in the house. I done seen males running from kids to go get other people to help and assist. I'm not saying it's an easy job, but when we don't have heart, that's one thing you can't teach. And that's why having mentors, having men, having women in your lives at young ages is important. This is why we look different. Not because we better. We're not better than anybody. But you have different influences. You talked about mentoring and not really having many people around. And the other thing is we get threatened by each other, which is why when you're talking about passing things down, we don't pass the baton, which is why I'm appreciative of y'all, because what you're doing right now is you passing it down. We don't pass the baton. We don't share the information because we threatened by each other. We a lot of times we like to point the finger. We point the finger is this person is that person. And we take all the credit. From ourselves. Go deeper now. Why, why are we why are we threatened by each other? So honestly, I think there's a lot of different reasons. If you want to go back to history, I think people got to look at their history. And I'm not telling you that I read books and I'm not. But sense is sense. There's no such thing as common sense. People say common sense. If it was common, it would be common amongst the majority. So I say it's sense. It's not a such thing as common sense. But if you go all the way back to slavery days, we enslaved each other. Right? So that's one then a lot of things are strategic and by society, then we so angry as people, right? And then we, a lot of us, wasn't used to having much. So now when you get a little bit, you think somebody else is going to take it. I'm not going to uplift Twan. I'm not going to uplift Wayne because they're going to take the shine. They're going to get what's mine. Not understanding what's yours is going to come to you. This is something that I experienced. I talked to Wayne yesterday like, yo, bro, I just want you to be honest. Like, I just want you to you know, tell the truth. I don't never have a problem telling the truth, bro. Even if I don't always speak. Like, I've had so many people try to keep me down on all levels. You think that going to college and being educated is going to open doors? It probably closed more doors for me than it opened. And I went to people that look like me to give me guidance in my lane. I had great parents, but they wasn't in the nonprofit sector. So in turn, doors got closed. People didn't call back. And, and, and listen, I'm trying to help. This is me trying to give back. This is me reaching out saying, hey, how can we work together? Not me reaching out saying, hey, can I get that money? But most of the time, because I'm not satisfied with who I am, when I look at somebody else and I see what I want to see in myself, I get threatened. Envy and jealousy is a disease. I say it all the time. It's a disease. You can have love for me. But because you're not satisfied with yourself, you hate me. Because you see me, and in me, you see things that you want to see in yourself. So instead of having a conversation with me and say, hey, bro, da 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 da, you mad at me. Most people, there's nobody on here. People looking at what I can't nobody on here say, I did them wrong unless they did something wrong to me. Mm -hmm. Can't nobody say, yo, now nah, I stole the money. 
Now I'm messing with no kids. Now I'm, I've been around for a long time doing this work, over 20 years. There ain't nobody that could come out the woodworks and say, yo, Nam did me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's not things that can people, people, nobody. <laughs> people can say, nah, I'm not perfect because I'm going to tell you I'm not perfect. So can a Catholic football coach can't say that? No, nobody can say so anything. I, why you stop playing football? So <laughs> since we flipped the football, I stopped playing because I ain't have a love for the sport. So now maybe if my parents had me playing football in Little League, because I ain't start football until I was in high school. Mm. I was physical. I liked to hit. Now, honestly, it wasn't until like 10. When I was 10, a lot of people don't know the story. So, you know, I came off the bus. Three dudes tried to jump me. I ran to the store, to my pop store at 10. My pop, like, hold up. He gave me this metal pipe. He held the ball, one of the bulls. He said, yo, break his kneecaps. I didn't do it. So he said, yo, I'm sending you to karate. So at the time, I went to karate from 10 to 14. Karate, kickboxing, boxing, universal positive, shout out, you know, great people doing great things. But after 14, I said, dang. Or in the process of, you know, 12 to 14, whatever, I'm like, yo, I like to fight. Yo, this is something I really enjoy doing. So now it became a physical thing. So now football and all that, I just like to hit. That was it. Like, I ain't practiced. I didn't stretch. I wasn't going out on the field to run or none of that. I stayed in the school until it was time to hit. And it was cool because that's all they cared about. You coming out the backfield or whatever, I'm smacking you. Sometimes I ain't even had a right form because I wasn't practicing none of that. Instead of me getting low, I'm hitting up top. So I ain't even really hitting you with the full power because I ain't even in position. But I'm still doing my to, thing. Is that your way to channel the aggression that came out of Probably so, because listen, I'm in, I'm in the locker room, and I only wanted to mess with people that was bigger than me. Like, it wasn't like, yo, he a bully, he messing with smaller I'm going hard to the body with the linemen. Anybody could come in contact when I'm going hard to the body. Anybody that was at the YI, Nate, Randolph, any of them, we in the locker rooms. We in the locker rooms going hard to the body. And it wasn't, yo, no abusive thing, but I'm showing you, here, here's the difference. Our kids is grown because they allowed to be grown. You got to make a kid... Be a kid and feel comfortable being a kid. So now basketball, I'm on a court like it's football. So we in the locker rooms. I want to just let you know, not that, yo, I'm this tough dude, but, yo, you a kid. We different. There's a difference between me and you. But what I didn't realize, I was only like two years apart. But it's nobody that I seen that, you know, I coached or none of that that was getting the best of me. They was all getting ripped. We going, we traveling. We wasn't even driving. We going to Virginia, New York. We winning championships. Yeah. Shout out to all of them. And all of them, whoever was part of that group, we winning championships with the best of them. Yeah. But teaching them, boys, how to be men. And I wasn't even a man myself. But like I said, a difference between male and men, a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 40-year-old, a 50-year-old, a 60-year-old does not make you a man. It's your actions. How you take ownership. And again, I'm going to keep shouting this out because y'all doing something great. Which is why I appreciate y'all bringing exposure, talking about realistic situations. Real conversation is important. We don't have enough real conversation. We got a lot of fake phoniness and a lot of people yelling and hollering and screaming when they feel like it's beneficial. But the same people yell, holler, and scream when it's time to approach you or address you is a whole different tone. Let me ask you this real quick. And I, I, I appreciate what you just said. And you just, you just made me think about something. Why don't we want to grow as men? Because we don't understand what it is to be a man. 
Somebody got to show you. Mm. You think those little things is not important? Mm. You think those little things is not important? These right. things is important. Right. The eye contact right. is important. Like, we don't really understand that until we get older. Taking care of your responsibilities. You got kids. Having kids, they don't even understand what it is to be grown. Paying bills. The mom or the pop or grandma or whoever it is that's making you clean up, do chores, all these. We don't understand what it is to be men. We just think because we grown, we men or we women. Nah. So we don't want to grow up because we don't know what it is. And then life is hard. We make it more complicated, but life is hard. I do this all the time and tell somebody when we're working with our kids, right? If you're making bare minimum wage real fast to live a basic life with no kids, right? Real basic, bare minimum. Your rent, your car, your this, that. You're talking about $24 to $2,600 a month. Now, I know minimum wage is getting ready to change or whatever. Like and minimum wage, real quick, guess. In order to make $24, $2,600 a month, how many hours a week do you got to work? It's a lot of hours. Take a guess. Throw the number out. A week? A week? Cause cause a full time job is forty hours. So um I, I it's definitely over. It got, I'm gonna say fifty three. You gotta work a hundred hours a week. <laughs> you gotta work two full times in a part time job. This is why we so messed up. People working doing the right things and they like, yo, why am I struggling? I can't pay my bills. Cause somebody didn't teach you that a job was not gonna allow you to take care of your responsibilities. This is how we get caught up in the streets and all this other stuff. Because who teaching us about stocks and investment and then who got the money to invest? And then we don't do life policies and life insurance. These are the things how people's families get comfortable in generations after generations because somebody put a million dollar insurance policy on you when you was born. For us... We doing GoFundMe's and fundraisers to bury somebody. We don't even have a policy that's ten, fifteen thousand to bury this person because we never got an insurance policy. I'm not saying people bad because they don't know. But this is the investment because at some point in time everybody gonna die. So now you die and it's a million dollar investment back into your family. So again, if we not being taught these things, if these things are not being passed down, because it's easy to say. But it's a difference to actually put it into perspective. And this is our responsibility. Because our ancestors did great things. But the paths that they paid got covered up. And people talk about Trump. But one thing Trump did was allow people to show who they really were. Mm -hmm. And if you were asleep, which a lot of us are still asleep and will remain asleep, then you didn't recognize it. Mm -hmm. It's not a race thing. This is a reality thing. And it's time to stop making excuses. We make excuses for ourselves. That's the problem. It's an excuse. I might wake up and I don't feel good. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Then I think about somebody who don't have nothing. Matter of fact, I think about the dude that's across the street from my house that's sleeping outside. And I'm like, yo, that could be me. Yo, get yourself together. That quick, I'm back. Why? Because the mind is the most powerfulest part of the body. But we lead with the heart, our feelings, and our emotions. The mind. We don't control the mind. I remember somebody asked me, like, yo, Nam, you control your mind. You got control. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. And he said, you ever make allow something to take you from zero to 100? And I said, yeah. He said, well, you don't control your mind. And I had to stop and think. I'm not in control of my mind. I'm better today, but I still struggle with it. 
If I didn't have any control over my mind, I wouldn't be here today. Because the many challenges that I face that people would never know, I wouldn't have been able to get through those, those challenges. From fake tough dudes to hateful, jealous people. And again, I'm not perfect. Somebody can point out something that I did that, that, that was wrong. But don't blame me because you're not satisfied with you. I can't get nothing that don't want to be God. Why do you think I didn't score nine, uh, a thousand points in high school? Why you didn't? Because mm -hmm. your focus was off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Your focus was off. And, um, you know, when I say you, you, you remind me of me and that's how we connected, you know, Wayne spent some time trying to find himself. Wayne didn't realize his greatness. He was great and he didn't realize it, so he didn't embrace it. So everything that he did was just natural, not because he put the work in. So he didn't put the work and the effort into what it was that he was doing. And because he was focused on some other things, it took him off. He was focused on something else. He was trying to find something that was missing. And I'm not even mad at him for that. Because everybody know that don't have a dad or mom in their life, you can't replace that. I don't care what they did wrong to you. So sometimes we searching for things and they take us off because we trying to figure out who we are. Other people looking from the outside in think everything's set. We ain't driving around in new cars. We ain't got clothes. Females liking. They want Wayne's life. I done seen so many people jealous of my little bro. I'm watching from the side. Jealous. Smiling and laughing when accidents take place. Smiling and laughing when, you know, they, they feel like something didn't go right. But it's the same people that's riding in the passenger seat in your back seat. Think about it. This is what we experience all day, every day. We kill each other. I know we talk about a bunch of cops killing us and they take us out too. And that's something that we got to continue to work on. But we kill us. And it'd be the person that was closest to you. They was just in your house. That's why ain't nobody break in. None of that. Because you let your guard down. You felt comfortable. And it was them that shot you in the back of your head or stabbed you in your back. So because Wayne wasn't focused, everybody else was hyped. But Wayne wasn't hyped. So that's why you ain't scored a thousand points because you ain't won it. I just love I I really love the transparency of this of this conversation. I mean, he know me though, so this is yeah. But it, cool. it, it, it I, 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 let me say this: How many other people that know you that well, that's that close to you, will say what he just said? They, didn't, they probably didn't know the ins and outs all the way. Like, but they won't be that transparent because of the yeah. That's my point. Because of the repercussions of we don't have these conversations with people that we so called <laughs> care about. Because of the repercussions, we don't want to make people feel bad or, or, or whatever. Like, but at the core, people just don't want to grow, bro. Oh, like, and I, I, why, I, I think why men don't want to grow. Um, I think because like we don't know, we don't know how to be men. Like, like, like the other episodes we had about the lack of mentors, we don't have them. They're not out there. There's nobody to teach you how to be a man. Like when you have a kid. Nobody gave you a pamphlet and said, this is how you be a dad. You just going to go off of what you've seen, what you took from the nice things you saw from somebody that's being a good dad, and you trying to implement it into yourself. I think for, for, the, for, for the majority, I, 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 I agree, right? But how are we going to break it? Like, right? Because we all first generation yeah, doing so whatever we're doing. Whatever we're doing, we're first generation, right? So we just going to just, all right, nobody told us this is our reality. You said, how are we going to break it? Yeah. It's being broke. 
This is it. This is the example. Everything that everybody's doing in their own individual lane. Right. Wayne being a great dad right now because of his life experiences. Right. When I was able to see him connect with you and I watched you from afar as you coaching basketball. We might not have had the connection when we was younger. We ain't interact all the time. We might have played on the court, but I was happy for you when I'm seeing you. I'm seeing little Instagram posts and all that. I said, yo, he's doing his thing. I appreciate that. That's hard for us to do. So in your lane, whether it's coaching basketball, whether it's having these conversations, whether it's taking care of your kids, through your experiences, you learn what was right and what was wrong. And then this right here is the give back because we can have this conversation just amongst us. But in turn, what you're doing, you're sharing it with everybody else. A person once told me, it's only information until you're willing to share it. It's not knowledge until you're willing to share it. So if you're just keeping it to yourself, it's just information. What good is it? Instead, we hold on to everything like it's a big top secret. That's why we don't grow the way we can as a group, as a people. All we got to do is look at what works. If we paid attention to what works, we always trying to reinvent the wheel. And again... A lot of stuff is by design. But here's the thing. You don't have to remain in the same situation. I'm not saying it's easy. But life not easy though. Life, my struggles, my challenges is hard every day. Even though I'm thankful and I'm appreciative. Hard. And I did what you were so-called supposed to do. Went and got a master's and all this other stuff. But in order for me to be comfortable, and I'm still not comfortable. I got to work 80, 90 hours a week to do what I want. Lies. Lies. I'm still not comfortable the way I want to be comfortable. I'm not dropping in in the jets and, you know what I mean? I don't have a driver right now. Somebody looking from the outside in like, yo, he got this, that, whatever. Yo, listen, the Rolls Royce, none of that, whatever, whatever. They be like, yo, yo, that's rented. Understand this. The Rolls Royce for a day is $2,000. With $5,000 down on top of the $2,000 show. I don't care if something rented or not. If a person paid $2,000 a day, I done paid somebody's car no times five. But you get what you want when you work for it. This not no drug money, none of that. And I'm not knocking nobody's hustle. No, none of that. Because again, I'm going to keep saying I'm not perfect and I got my faults. So if somebody digging, they can find something. I don't have nothing to hide. But what we put in is what we get out. It just may not always be at the time that we want to receive it. But I ain't get off track to answer your question is doing what we're doing. Because the world is made up of followers. People follow the lead. I guarantee you, one or two people done already started shows after they seen you or heard your advice. It's cool. You can't get mad or upset about that. You can't get mad. Because the objective is to have people do the things you want them to do. Sometimes you got to play mind games in order to get people where you want them to be. They don't got to give you credit. You got the credit. Even if they don't give you the credit. That's what I had to learn. Because it used to be bothersome when I see people just pop up doing some of the same things. Not because they was doing it. Because they ain't come join me. Like, yo, why are we doing this on our own? Like, I mean, come get with me. Because it's more power when we together. But then I had to fall back and be like, okay. Uh, they feet and they doing this, they doing that. And let me say this, I wasn't the first person to do it. So I had to pick it up from somebody too. Okay, that looked just like, maybe it's a coincidence. It's cool. Because somebody run around and say, yo, now nah, I'm doing whatever, whatever. But I'm, but I'm cool. I'm cool. We always going to get blessings when we putting in the work. This is a service. We ain't getting paid for this right here. This is a service. But this is our obligation as men to give back.
If you're not giving back, then what you expect to come from behind you? And people be like, oh, I ain't messing with that. I ain't. If you got kids, if you got nephews, nieces, any of that, then you got to understand they subjected to what they living in. So why would you not want to make that better for them? You can't stop. You stop when you're gone. If you're still here on earth, it's because you still got work to do. People get life messed up. People think they here in this world because somebody owe them something. It's not about what they owe you. You be like, yo, go do motivational speaking. I know I can do whatever I want. I can rap. I can sing. I can play ball. I can do whatever I want if I chose to do it. I wasn't no ball player, but it wasn't too many people that was beating us when we was getting out there. I don't care if it had to be a physical thing or whatever the case may be. People talk and do all this. We just shut gyms down and stopped in the middle of the court sitting on the basketball. Y'all ain't doing no more. Not on no tough stuff. But again, now when the challenge come, people back down. It's people that's looking. You back down. Ain't nothing personal. I got love for you. I tell people I'm a mentor. Come get with me. It ain't personal. Whoever. It ain't personal. I'm not in competition. I put the shirts out because there's no competition. You can never be better than me. You can't. Wayne can't. But guess what? I can never be better than you. Being you. Because we the best us. We get mixed up because we trying to be like somebody we not. That's why the world look alike. A lot of people in Camden, they all look alike to me. Because there's not many people that stand in the, on their own in their own lane. And I don't know everything. I just know what I know. It's scary out there. That's why it's easy to be in that in crowd. We're going to end it right there, boy. That's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. scary out there alone as a leader. Take that, take that info, y'all. Where we can reach you at, now? Uh, you can reach me um, on uh, Instagram, the Namdi Nelson, uh, the website www.risingleaders, the number one.org, Instagram, Rising Leaders Global. Um, so any of those places, you know, and, and listen, I welcome people to come be a part of, you know, the wonderful organization. If you need help, you need support, if you want feedback, I don't know everything, but any insight that I could give, I'm willing to share if you're serious. So, you know, let's change it up, man. Let's love on everybody because I'm trying to love on you. I love you, bro. Love you too, bro. Appreciate you. Press that button now. That's on that tablet.